The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is The Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam, here to recap a busy weekend of racing with Formula One in Austria and the NASCAR Xfinity and Spring Cup Series would take to the track in Daytona for two great nights of racing. We'll get things rolling with Formula One in Austria as the series took to the Red Bull Ring for the Austrian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton would lead the field off of the starting line after securing the pole Saturday. Hamilton would lead the race for the opening 21 laps before hitting pit road for fresh tires. Team Mercedes would have a long pit stop, which would result with Hamilton passing the lead to Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel, who would suffer a tire puncture on lap 27, bringing out the safety car and handing the lead to Nico Rosberg. This would set up the final battle as Lewis Hamilton would begin to work way at Rosberg's large lead. Both cars would pit for fresh tires before the final stint, with Hamilton hitting pit road on lap 54 and Rosberg a lap later. Hamilton would catch his teammate on the final lap, and as the two dove into turn two, Hamilton would attempt to pass Rosberg on his outside, but Rosberg would never start to enter the corner, keeping his car straight, causing Hamilton and Rosberg to crash. Hamilton would recover quickly, but Rosberg would lose his front wing and be forced to complete the race at a drastically reduced pace. Hamilton would go on to score the victory in the Austrian Grand Prix with Max Verstappen and Kimi Raikkonen taking the final two podium steps. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would be in Daytona Friday evening for the Firecracker 250 powered by Coca-Cola. The race would come down to a last lap side-by-side battle between Spring Cup Series regular Eric Almarola and JR Motorsports driver Justin Allgaier as the field was crashing behind them on the backstretch. As the two approached the trial for the final time, NASCAR would be forced to throw the yellow flag so the cars get slowed down in time to not cause any more accidents on track, leaving the win in the hands of the TV cameras as NASCAR tried to determine who was ahead at the moment of caution. After a brief wait, Florida native Eric Almarola would get the win in his home state as Allgaier was forced to settle for second, the highest finishing Xfinity Series regular. Here's what Eric Almarola had to say following his second NASCAR win at his home track. And I felt really good about this race tonight. Uh, we had a really good car in February. We had a good car in practice yesterday for the few laps that we ran. And I knew it was good enough to run up front. Um, but I had to stay stay kind of hidden in the draft. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't a car that I could just pull out and lead and I, I realized that right away in practice yesterday and uh tonight it was all about being patient i made a few bold moves that i got away with uh leading the outside lane a couple times to get uh to get ahead and then i'd pull right back down to the bottom lane because um, i just knew my car wasn't good enough to to go out there and just lead a bunch of laps uh, but i knew that if i had it in good position um that it would draft really well and i could put myself in position to win and uh we were fortunate enough to be able to do that tonight the NASCAR Spring Cup Series would also be in Daytona Saturday night for the running of the Coke Zero 400 presented by Coca-Cola. Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards would lead the field down to the drop of the green flag just as the bright Florida sun was setting in the background. The first yellow flag for an incident on track would be for the big one. Just after the halfway point of the race on lap 91, Jamie McMurray, Kyle Larson, and Jimmy Johnson would be battling mid-pack as Johnson would try to squeeze in between Larson and McMurray entering turn one. Johnson would clip McMurray. Jamie would attempt to save his car but end up sliding back across the track 
track, collecting Johnson and setting off the big one. The track would be all but blocked, almost instantly making it impossible to avoid the wreck, resulting in 22 cars being collected. Among them, some big contenders. The entire Hendrick Motorsports team made up of Johnson, Earnhardt Jr., Chase Elliott and Casey Kane would be involved, along with Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth, Danica Patrick and many others when all the dust had settled. Tony Stewart would be the next driver to bring out the yellow flag with less than 10 laps to go Saturday night as his car would snap loose as he entered turn one, sending Tony around and collecting Ryan Blaney, Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards as they failed to check up in time for Stewart spinning number 14. The final yellow flag would fly with less than five laps to go as AJ Allmendinger would smack the wall on the exit of turn four. Ryan Blaney wasn't able to get out of the gas fast enough and would clip the number 19 of Carl Edwards, sending him across the track and into the outside wall, also collecting the 2000 Spring Cup Series champ Bobby Labonte, ending his strong run for the night. This would set up the final restart of the night, with Brad Keselowski leading the field down to the drop of the green flag. As the field got up to speed, Keselowski would get a good shove from his teammate Joey Logano, and Brad would be back on point, doing what he does best at play tracks and holding the entire field at bay. As the field came around to take the checkered flag, Logano would get into the 41 of Bush, sending him spinning across the track and into the infield grass, where he would shear the front end off of his 41 machine. Just as Keselowski was taking the checkered flag on win number three of 2016. Kyle Busch would come home in second, Trevor Bain in third, Joey Logano and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would round out the top five in the Coke Zero 400 from Daytona. This would be Keselowski's first win at Daytona. Here's what he had to say post-race. There's a lot of numbers. There's what, Hold on, let me, make, let me see if I can get them all right. This is 250th start, year 50 for Team Penske, 100th cup win for Team Penske, my 20th win uh which ones am i missing um and we finished first i like that number the best but um really happy and and proud for our team to to be in victory lane tonight um you know was uh, a a good effort for us for sure uh the wins are never easy to come by uh and uh i think this one means a lot to me for sure because um you know, looking at our past here, um, it, it hasn't been all that rosy. I was telling Roger Pence when I was in Victory Lane and the fireworks are going off. Usually I'm loading up the car and I'm about to be to the airport. Um, and so it's nice to, <laughs> to be here and have a, a great finish. And, uh, you know, we brought a, a completely different effort than what we've, you know, normally had here and completely different approach, which, uh, was made feasible by having the two wins early in the season and, um, knowing that we could, try something different here and uh boy did it pay off so a lot of credit to my team paul wolf crew chief uh for all the things that they're doing and uh three wins midpoint in the season that's uh that's a good good start of course we want to finish it off and win another championship and you know i, I think I, I told you guys uh at pocono or, or told a bunch of the, the people that were at pocono that i was ready for the chase to start right now and i'm still ready for it to start right now let's go um you know we i feel like we've got a great effort and we're as good as we've ever been, uh, if not better, uh, and we're we're ready. Points as NASCAR gears up for Kentucky. Kevin Harvick leads Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, and Carl Edwards rounds out the top five in the NASCAR Spring Cup Series driver standings. Kyle Busch had one of the fastest cars all night, but couldn't get past the number two of Keselowski. Here's what Busch had to say post race. Um, I don't remember a whole lot. It gets kind of crazy. So. Um, I do remember the six car just being uh, really, really helpful to us and being able to give us a really big push there. Um, down the front stretch and then again down the back stretch, uh, I thought we had a, enough speed, enough momentum to uh, have a good enough run to try to get alongside the two car getting into turn uh, turn three. But um, once the, the six kind of lost my rear bumper a little bit, then um, the 41 was 
really had a momentum on the inside and a run going that then it just we kind of lost the ability to uh to get back to the two and from there it was just trying to finish second and uh trying to figure out what all was happening on the inside of us with the 41 and 22 kind of getting together I guess but um overall good day for us uh backup car that certainly is a good finish solid day um go on to the next one Join me Saturday evening as I get you geared up for the NASCAR Spring Cup Series race in Kentucky for the Quaker State 400. The track has just undergone a unique facelift, so you won't want to miss how different the race will be in Kentucky compared to previous seasons. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Saga Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page where you can find the latest edition of the sound of speed along with all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Don't forget to check out the blog where you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for today. Today, don't forget to join me Saturday to get set up for Kentucky and the Quaker State 400. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great week, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.